Welcome back, Norfolk Enjoyers from near and far. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steph. And you are listening to episode four, season two of the Norfolk and Good podcast. We've been covering in this season all the things which we feel make up the components of a marvellous Norfolk summer. Yes, we, we have. We have. It's been great discussion so far. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So far we have talked about some um, rather special visitors that are coming to the streets of Norwich this summer. Oh, yes. T-Rexes. Indeed, yes. yeah. And Dippy. And, yep. well, he's not coming to the streets, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> you never know. That would be spectacular. <laughs> and um, we've also talked about Alfresco Dining. Yes. Which has been made even more popular by the events of the last year. Uh, outdoor sports. Yes. Yes. Good for the mind, body and soul, we discovered. Yeah, apparently so, yes. Looking forward <laughs> to trying a few of them. Absolutely, yeah. And then this episode, we are going to be talking about beaches. Beaches, ah, yes. We love a beach, don't we? Indeed. The sand under our feet. <laughs> the, the waves lapping at the, the shore. The sea air in our nostrils. <laughs> now, obviously, we've talked about Norfolk beaches lots in past episodes, yeah. haven't we? Lots yeah. and lots and lots, yeah. especially in season one. Um, in fact, we did a whole um, two-part episode about just about the Norfolk coast. <laughs> yeah, our travels <laughs> around was, the coast. Indeed, there was so much to say. In fact, I think three episodes were dedicated to it because we started in East Norfolk and then did two on North Norfolk. We d- yes, we did, yes. So there was a bonus episode. A bonus, yes. indeed, yeah. <laughs> and really, um, that's a bit like living in Norfolk. Uh, we are uh, beaches. We've got a bonus of beaches here in Norfolk, oh, haven't yes, we? yes, um, Plenty we are to chat about. Absolutely spoiled. So we're not going to delve too deeply into all of that today because we've already spoken about them. Yeah. Um, but we will obviously discuss uh, a couple of the beaches. Um, what's your, which is your favourite beach? Could you pin it down, Andrew? Ooh, the, I don't know whether I can mention my favourite. There's a couple of ones. You can't mention different... it. Why? Yeah, I can't mention it. it secret. secret? Yeah, I don't want anybody else to go there. <laughs> no, no. There's a few for different aspects of beach visits. Go really. on then. Tell us. Um, well, first of all, you've got Cromer Beach, mm-hmm. which I love going to. Yeah. Uh, the reason I love Cromer Beach is one thing it's really close to all the food in the arcades so that's good <laughs> plus it's got um you can go underneath the pier and you've got there's lots of pebbles and things to look yeah. at and find and shells and, and also it's a working beach as well so you've got the yeah. fishermen coming in and out yes. so i love all that lots of interest going on there isn't yeah. there? you've got the pier you've got the yeah. seaside resort attached to it yeah um good rock pooling at, at low tides and like oh, you say yeah. and there's a yeah, small so sun fair small fun fair on the front there as well yeah. um lots yeah. of good fish and chips yeah so it's nice it's and a classic closer. seaside beach isn't it yeah and an excellent excellent day out yeah um we love Cromer. yeah we do um then just a bit further along um west runton uh-huh yeah um the beach there for the rock pooling mainly uh-huh yeah and also it's a it's a nice nice beach you can make sand castles there nice sandy beach yeah and when the tide's out you can do rock pooling. very well. unspoiled isn't it yeah very yeah natural. yeah and i remember we we went there with the boys and we made a lovely great sand castle which yeah. we were going to allow the sea to come in but we had to build this great big tunnel <laughs> trunk trough yeah. <laughs> what no not tr- a trough basically, yes yeah um down to the to the sea so that's for that sort of thing. Yeah, West Runton's lovely. Yeah, and finally, um, uh, Wells and Holcomb. Yeah. As a walk. Yes. A beach walk. Yes, yeah. And I like that one. Very nice. I mean, they are just expanses of sandy sandy dunes and sandy beach and that kind of thing, aren't they? Really fabulous. Yeah. So they're my kind of like, three I like. Three but, top beaches. Well, I don't, I don't know if I said top because there would be others, but I can't mention them all today. <laughs> 
You don't want to offend other Norfolk beaches no. that are fabulous and available. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. One last one, Brancaster. And that is really open and wild. I like that beach as well. Yeah, it's fabulous. So. It's fabulous. So we asked our listeners and um, followers on Instagram what their favourite Norfolk beaches were. And Wells actually came out top. You'll be interested to know. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yes. Indeed. Yep. Um, Holcomb and Cromer close second, which is interesting because they're the ones you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. And they are all fabulous there beaches. You go. I don't actually know if I could pick a favourite. I think no, it's, it's really hard. It's really tough, isn't it? Wells really... would be up there. Wells and Holcomb would be up there. Um, Cromer I love. I love the fact you can walk on Cromer Beach at any time of the year. And in fact, we yeah. tend to go there in the colder months. Yeah. Rather than go there for a beach day. Yeah, yeah, I think um, mainly, yeah, mainly because um, you know you've got everything around there, so we tend to go yeah. when it's autumn and we get. You can chips wrap afterwards. up and still walk on the sort of pebbly beach there yeah. as well, so it's yeah. quite nice. Really nice. I think for a proper kind of bona fide Norfolk summer beach day, probably Wells, Brancaster, yeah. um, Mundsley. Oh yes, as well. Yeah, um, it's lovely. Yeah. I think they're probably they'd probably be my top choices personally. Oh. Cool. And you used to spend a lot of time as a child down at Munsley, didn't you, I think? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, we used to go to Munsley um, quite a lot when I was a child and um, Hemsby a few times, Wells a lot. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And Brancaster yeah. as well. So Beautiful beaches. Uh, when you've Beautiful. only got to drive half an hour to an hour to get to those beaches, you know, that really is a privilege. From the city really, to the beach yeah. in an hour max. Yeah. Wonderful. Norfolk um, has actually been awarded um, the prestigious blue flags for six of their beaches. Again, oh, is this, this this is new out, is it? For this yes, year? yeah, this year. Excellent. So the following beaches um, are blue flag beaches. So that's Cromer, excellent, East Runton, oh. Mundesley, huh. Sea Pauling, Sheringham, and West Runton. Wow. Yeah, they've all retained. So they already had a blue flag, and they've retained them. So. That's- Fantastic, fabulous! It? Yeah. It, it sort of qualifies them as some of the best beaches in Europe, basically, doesn't it? The blue flag, yeah, scene, I think so, something yeah. like that. And yeah. I think Norfolk has a plethora of blue flag beaches um, compared to lots of other counties in England, which is really cool as well. I know when um, summer is really here in Norfolk, when I start to see the um, RNL lifeguards appearing mm-hmm. at certain beaches mm-hmm. uh, along the Norfolk coast. And then, yeah, I know it's ready and we're, we're getting ready for enjoy, summer. Enjoy yes. our beaches safely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really that's really important, actually, to mention that um, the beaches are there to be enjoyed. And we are privileged in Norfolk to have some of the most fantastic beaches you'll ever like to see, basically. Yeah. Not that we're biased or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, there are some unique features of Norfolk being um, the way it the way it is geographically, yeah. that mean that um, things like there are some interesting tidal behaviours. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it is important to understand how to use the beaches safely. So yeah. we thought we'd have a chat with um, Ted Morgan, who is the lead lifeguard supervisor um, for the RNLI for Norfolk and Suffolk. Oh, excellent. Discuss cool. beach safety a little bit more. Today on uh, this episode of our podcast, um, we are joined by Ted Morgan, who's actually a lifeguard supervisor with the RNLI. Hello, Ted. Hello, Andy. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Hi, Ted. Thank you for joining us today. That's okay. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. 
Yeah, excellent. I was just um, wondering whether you could tell us a bit more about yourself and your role within the RNLI. Yeah, sure. So, um, as I said, my name's Ted Morgan, um, and I've had a role now at the RNLI since 2013, actually. Yeah. So, cool. in 2013, I started as a lifeguard when I was 16. Okay. Um, did that for four years, yeah. um, and now I'm a lifeguard supervisor, so um, kind of moved up the ladder one step, and um basically in charge of kind of getting the season organised and looking after the lifeguards, really. Fabulous. Fantastic. And, um, uh, and what's, what's encouraged you to, to sign up to be a lifeguard? Well, so um, I grew up in Mundley, so on and off the coast. Cool. Uh, we moved, as a family, we moved there when I was 10 years old. So um, I spent most, pretty much every day of my summer being at the beach, if I'm honest. But <laughs> nice. I at the low- so when I was uh, 14, I got a job at the Beach Cafe in Monthly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with my friend's mum, actually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and um, any time I wasn't working there, I'd be in the sea messing about. Quite a few of my friends were quite into surfing, so I spent a lot of time in the sea. Um, and just, you know, saw the lifeguards on the beach every day in the summer. And yeah. I thought, that's a pretty cool job. <laughs> uh, so as soon as I was old enough, so 16 years old, um, I applied for a job, and you have to do a lifeguard course kind of off your own back. Um, so I did that, and yeah, got a job when I was 16, and um, you start off when you're 16 doing, you know, one or two shifts a week, um, kind of ease you in quite gently, um, and then yeah, by the time I was 20, it was kind of my full-time job for the summer, Wow! Uh, and it worked really well around, I went to, I didn't go to university, but I went to college when I was, um, what, 17, 18, so, yeah. um, you know, I finished college for the summer and then kind of be doing 40 hours a week on the beach. Yeah, it was brilliant. Whoa. Crikey, okay. fabulous. Yeah. Well, there are certainly worse places to work. Yeah, I mean, so I did also, um, I had a job at a local supermarket, um, which I sometimes go to in the evenings because that was obviously a good job to have through the year. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, it was quite, a, um, yeah, obviously way better being on the beach. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so you mentioned that you can become a lifeguard when you're, when you're 16. So... Um, if someone wanted to become a lifeguard, where, how do you sign up? So um, there's kind of two main things you need to do. Obviously, you need to apply for a job with the RNLI. Okay. Um, so we tend to um, kind of from January um, each year, we do quite a big recruitment campaign. So yeah. people should see it. Um, there's a lot on social media now. Obviously, yeah, I remember Instagram, seeing some. Facebook, Twitter. Um, and we do push it um, quite a lot locally as well, where we can. Um, yeah, makes sense. Locals local kind of we we will do career events um at colleges and sixth forms in the local area um and we have quite good connections now with a lot of the um you know coast kind of nearer to the coast sixth forms and mm, colleges yeah. yeah um yeah. if i'm honest we get a lot of uh, people apply to us in norfolk through word of mouth because mm-hmm. they've got friends or family who are lifeguards or who have been sure um, yeah. but yeah but basically you, you apply on uh, apply online like you probably would with most jobs now um and that's probably the main thing I'd say. If people are interested, if they really know how, how to go about getting onto a course, mm-hmm. um, they should apply uh, online and then we can kind of pick that up and point them in the right direction. Okay, um, fantastic. And, and then there's two, so just going on to the lifeguard course, it, it's, um, it's kind of an externally run course, so we don't have a whole lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And there's two organisations in the United Kingdom which run those courses. Uh, one is called the, uh, one's called SLSDB, which is Surf Lifesaving Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is called the RLSS, which is the Royal Life Saving Society. Oh, yeah. um, which both of which on their websites you can find courses, and we can kind of point you to the most local ones. Um, but yeah, you, you complete that course. Um, 
and that course basically teaches you everything you need to know about um, the beach and the conditions and the, the sea, uh, but also how to rescue people, uh, first aid, um, and how to work, you know, as a patrolling lifeguard on the beach. Ah, okay, and, <laughs> and is the training is some of the training done in Lincolnshire? Is it? Yeah, so um, so this happens basically all around the coast and the okay. United Kingdom. So um, yeah, we we um, uh, yeah, so across the country really. Um, we, we're all quite um, specific in our areas. Obviously, there's a lot of places across the country, so that aren't like breaks it all up. So I'm pretty much just in charge of um, looking after Norfolk and yeah. dipping into Suffolk a bit as well. So you train, if you applied in Norfolk, you, you train in Norfolk, There, you don't have to sort of leave the county to do your training, is that what you're saying? Uh, you can train wherever, so, okay. Um, okay. You, you know, for example, say you're at a um, university somewhere else in the country and there's a course nearer to you, you can go do that course, we're not picky at all. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, but obviously I think a lot of people from Norfolk obviously want to do the easiest, to act, most easy to access course. Uh, sure. So those courses typically run in Cromer and lower stuff. Okay. Okay. And so, what what kind of characteristics are you looking for in a trainee lifeguard? What do you look for? Um, <laughs> if it's not too too tough a question. <laughs> so, the, so the obvious one is obviously um, people with um, you, you need to be a, a fairly strong swimmer. Yeah. So if I'm honest, when I was fourteen years old, I probably wasn't the best swimmer, mm-hmm. um, but I realised that was quite a crucial part of becoming a lifeguard. So. Um, you know, I started going to the pool a lot and training and got myself a bit of a training plan and kind of got my swimming up to standard. Um, yeah. So the RNLI, um, typically, our main fitness test is a 400 metre swim uh, in the swimming pool, mm-hmm. yeah. which needs to be completed in under seven and a half minutes. Okay. Uh, which, um, you know, if, if you do a reasonable bit of training and you're, you're a pretty strong swimmer, that's um, pretty achievable. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, at the moment, due to COVID and pools being shut, we've changed it slightly. So it's a 200-meter run, mm-hmm. uh, then a 200-meter swim in the sea, followed by another 200-meter run. Crikey. completed in under eight minutes. My right. goodness me, crikey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, um, it, it, it's one of the things, so, you know, if, if someone's not the strongest swimmer, they, they may not be able to pass uh, those tests. Sure. Um, which, uh, you know, is obviously, that, that's the standard the RNLI set. But um, once again, we, we have the old person get in touch. He says, you know, they used to be a swimmer, but they haven't swam in a while. And we're quite happy to, you know, give them some kind of training tips and what to do and help them as much as we can. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was going to say what sort of training is involved. So if you sort of signed up and you've, you've been accepted onto a course and you, you turn up and you're, a, a, you know, a moderate to strong swimmer, what, what training, what do you go, what, what happens after that? So, um, well, so basically on this course, it's, it's a bit of, um, uh, we, we typically have, you know, around kind of six to ten people on the course um, of different backgrounds and abilities and knowledge of the sea. So, um, but basically over the, the, the kind of period of the course, um, we'll do quite a lot. We, we teach it at the beach, so you're kind of on the beach. Um, we'll teach you all about, um, you know, sea conditions, uh, waves. Mm-hmm. Um, rip currents, tides, you know, all the things you need to know yeah, about yeah. the sea uh, and also the beach. Um, we will run through all the rescue equi- equipment. So the main two pieces of equipment lifeguards use uh, a rescue board, which is essentially um, usually yellow, a big yellow um, surfboard. Yeah, uh, yeah. It tends to be about 10 feet long uh, and they'll have kind of little handles on the side um, and they're pretty buoyant. You can have, you know, 
three three people on them and they'll still be floating. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. And also uh, the classic lifeguard rescue tube, which um, <laughs> yeah. So we basically teach people how to use those pieces of equipment to rescue people. Um, and uh, there's quite a big emphasis on first aid as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life, yeah lifeguards have pretty strong first aid skills um, with pretty limited equipment in a way. Obviously, yes. being at the beach. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, but basically by the end of the course, is when you pass, um, if you pass, you're kind of signed off as competent and, you, you know, you'll have the skills you need to be an R&I lifeguard. It's, it's great skills really to learn, isn't it? Especially living in yeah, Norfolk. Was, um, <laughs> so for me, when I was 16 and I started and I, I'd go home each day from the course and my mum and dad would ask, you know, what I'd done and I'd tell them, oh, I learned today, you know, how to do CPR. Yeah. And my mum was like, oh, that's actually pretty you know, amazing at 16 years old because yeah, you, know, you right. didn't know really how to do it. And, um, yeah, it probably didn't really hit me until a few years later how, you know, at that age it's a pretty, you know, cool thing to know and, um, yeah, definitely a skill which could, you know, potentially really allow you to help someone one day. Absolutely. Excellent skills for life, really. Mm, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely stick with me. Uh, and, and returning lifeguards, because obviously you have the new ones who do the course, but returning lifeguards, they go on refresher training and things, do they? Yeah, so what I've talked about there is the kind of, um, it's the external course in a way, it's actually yeah. not a whole lot to do with the RNI. So, um, yeah, basically every year, uh, if you're an RNI lifeguard, whether you're a new one or a returning lifeguard, we do an, uh, a lifeguard induction, um, which, uh, yeah, it's basically, um, for us, it's three to five days, depending, um, basically on how we're running it that year. Yeah. Um, but it's just a chance for us to make sure everyone's up to date. Um, back into the swing of things and, you know, just touching all the kind of key points, um, considering they've been away for seven months and haven't actually done any lifeguarding potentially. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely, yeah. Ted, you mentioned obviously you're a lifeguard supervisor, so what what is your key role this summer? Uh, so our key role during the summer is basically just to support the lifeguards. So okay. they're the guys on the beach every day keeping people safe um, and we're basically kind of in the background uh just support, supporting them. So we do um, a lot of the administration and sorting out, you know, the day-to-day rotors and stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they'll go through a lot of equipment. So, you know, just making sure they've got the correct equipment every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we, so we have 16 beaches from, well, in Norfolk and Suffolk, from yeah. um, Wales down to Southwold. It's wow. quite a big area. Yeah. So um, there is quite a lot of just driving around and um, from beach to beach. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And um, talking about the Norfolk beaches, um, when will you be out patrolling the Norfolk beaches uh, this when, year? When does your role start in earnest, I suppose? Yeah. So we um, we have we we have two seasons in Norfolk. We have main season where we have um, two lifeguards per beach at five of the beaches. Right. Um, and then we go to peak season where we basically bring on the rest of our beaches and we increase uh, the kind of manning levels of some of them. Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah. main season starts in Norfolk on the first of May. Okay, um, yeah. and that will be at Sheringham, Cromer, Munsley, Seapooling, and Goulston. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then from the third of July, we increase that to uh, Wells comes online. We have a second beach at Sheringham, 
Yeah. Uh, West Runton and East Runton come on. A second beat of Cromer. Uh, Hemsby and Great Yarmouth as well. Gosh, right. wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It certainly yeah, sounds like you, yeah, busy. Uh, and is it the 20th anniversary this year of the lifeguards? Yeah, I think so. So I think um, so the RMI kind of started the lifeguards back in 2001 in Cornwall, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, as a bit of a trial, I think, that year, and to see how it went, because I think at that point, most lifeguard services were council run. Okay. Um, ah, okay. And, well, yeah, I'd imagine it went pretty well, considering we've now got, I think it's 249 beaches across the UK, so that includes yeah. Northern right. Ireland and Scotland. But, um, yeah, it's great. That, that is amazing. I, I only think the summer has begun when I see the lifeguards out there, <laughs> yeah, particularly yeah, at Cromer, when they're, when they're up there on the promenade. Yeah. yeah. The last few weeks we've been um, basically taking all the kit to the beaches to get them ready, and we've seen quite a few people out and about on the coast. And, um, yeah, a lot of people kind of see us and say, oh, are you starting soon? And, you know, yeah. I think everyone's yeah. pretty keen to see lifeguards on the beach. It's starting to get a bit busier, isn't it? One of my favourite um, uh, bits of kit are the, the lifeguard bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, um, yeah, we, um, we were quite lucky one year that we managed to get uh, red bikes with kind of yellow tyres. So yeah. So that was, that um, was yeah, by luck, get, was it? a lot of... Um, a lot of people kind of compliment the bikes. They quite like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you actually use them? They're really handy. So places like um, Cromer, Sheringham, where you yeah. have, um, obviously, most of the beach in those places is backed by promenade. It's yeah. quite um, a good way for lifeguards to cover ground quite quickly. So um, they'll use them just to patrol. So, you know, up and down the promenade if they need to go look at um, somewhere that's... Uh, where they can't immediately see. Mm. Yeah. Um, and on occasion, they have, with the rescue tube, use them to go rescue people who are quite far away. So uh, uh, okay. quite simple, but really effective piece of kit, actually. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Because really, people should should stay between the flags, shouldn't they, that you put out? But obviously, yeah. um, yes, you know. Yes, I mean, that's, if you, um, yeah, that's obviously usually our biggest piece of advice, really. If, if you're at a lifeguarded beach, and obviously you should always try going to a lifeguarded beach, it's mm-hmm. just... Uh, between the red and yellow flags and you know the yeah. lifeguards are there to look after you and um, you shouldn't really get into too much trouble as the red and yellow flags um, will always just be in a safe the safest place to swim basically yeah. Sure. yeah 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 but you have to keep an eye out like you said all along really don't you yeah so obviously yeah. We'll, we'll usually have the flags positioned um, you know at the main part of the beach but we're, we're keeping an eye on the whole beach and um, we've had a few rescues over the years where we've responded you know over yeah. you know half a kilometre away Right, correct. Whether they've run okay. it or cycled it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. And are, are there any um, key things to be aware of at certain Norfolk beaches? Um, yeah. So, I think um, it's funny actually. This was cool. I went, we kind of get a stat support each year, and I just went through to check where our kind of busiest beaches are for rescues. And yeah. um, Wells and Sea Pooling stand out as the two kind of busiest. And they're, oh, they're both yeah. quite unique beaches. And, if anyone's ever been to Wales, there's a dredge channel which runs um, from the harbour in Wales out to the sea. Yeah. Um, and Wales, Wales Beach has a pretty um, big tidal range. It's about a mile, I think. Mm, um, yeah. So at high tide, the, the sea's basically kind of pretty near to when you get onto the beach and at, at low yeah. tide, you can barely see it. Um, yes, yeah. But there's a channel which basically runs through the middle of the beach and um, as it's dredged, it can, um, the, the current in it basically can be pretty strong. I think it's three or four knots. So, oh, right. you know, okay. even, um, you know, top-level Olympics swimmers yeah. struggle to swim against that. Um, so it poses a bit of a unique challenge in that um, uh, it can look 
quite nice to say, but it can quite quickly pull people, um, you know, out of their depth or mm. to an area where um, they maybe didn't want to be if they're not the strongest swimmer. Yeah. Um, but once again, we have lifeguards there and they police it pretty well um, and look after people and they're always advising people. But also, at the, at the RNI, we do a lot of work at Wells, uh, kind of promoting uh, how to go there, have fun. It's a really beautiful beach, obviously, so we yeah. want yeah. people to go there and enjoy it. But how to stay safe, we'll put out, um, you know, a lot of kind of safety messaging day to day, which is relevant to what's happening at that exact moment. Yeah, you put out a lot of a lot of advice, which is great, don't you, about uh, about the beach safety and, and, and days out of the beach. Yeah, I think so obviously the, the kind of biggest part of being a lifeguard is prevention. You want to stop people getting in trouble in the first place. Mm. So, you know, yeah. safety messaging is, is key to that, really. Um, and sorry, so, so the other beach, the pooling, it has, um, if anyone's ever been there, it has uh, nine man made reefs, which I think oh, oh, went okay. in in the 90s, uh, basically oh. to kind of stop coastal erosion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure if it was planned or if it just they didn't really anticipate it happening, but basically out to each one of these, um, they're, so they're 200 metres kind of long, um, yeah. and they're like big boulder rocks, um, kind of reefs, uh, yeah. and they're above sea level. Um, these spits are formed, which at low tide, they're really nice. They create these kind of big, almost lagoon-style bays, and you can walk out to the rocks. But as the tide comes in, um, there's quite a big drop from the spits into the kind of the main bays, and water will run off the spit where you can stand uh, it'll have quite a strong current running yeah, yeah. into the bay, so it can kind of pull you off your feet quite quickly out of your depth. So, so once again, it's um, probably the beach where there's kind of the most education for the public and where we try five people as much as possible. And once again, we'll just always put the red and yellow flags kind of, you know, as far yeah. away from the, that area as we can just to keep people safe. So. Well, they're, they're, they're two fabulous beaches, um, but like you said, you've got to be aware, haven't you, when you go and visit these places? Yeah, definitely. I think... Um, you know, if, if you're at a lifeguard at beach, the lifeguards are always there. If you've got any questions, just ask them. And we put out daily signs with, you know, specific uh, information about what might be dangerous that day. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah. Also, if, if you're going to the beach, you should, you know, try to check the weather forecast and the tide times for the day. Um, all beaches should have, you know, any kind of local hazards. There should be signage kind of explaining what it is and how to, you know, stay safe and stay away from it, really. What would you say is the best bit about your job? Uh, best bit? Um, do you know what? I've, some of my kind of best friends have, I've met through, um, I've been a lifeguard on my current role now, and day to day the people I work with, you know, we, we all get on really well, and it's, you know, it's, it's really nice coming to work and working with those people. Bit of a cheesy answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, I'd say all the lifeguards on the whole, they all get on really well. A lot of them are really close mates. And, um, you know, it's just nice that we're basically one big team. Um, oh, that's brilliant. And, and yeah. also, if, if that's kind of not going to do it, you get to work at the beach. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. I probably don't really need to say a whole lot more, do I? No. no, getting to work with your mates at the beach as one big team. Perfect. I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's kind of the yeah. perfect job for most people, really. Um, Obviously, it just life running can teach you some um, skills and give you some experiences that you know um, not many other jobs maybe can. You know, working as a team in sometimes quite kind of critical, stressful situations. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I've kind of said all the kind of um, you know cash to care um, first aid skills you can gain, which you know could really help actually save someone's life one day. Which you know I'm not sure a whole lot of other jobs can teach you that. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know it's just. 
got me a lifeguard at 16. And, um, you know, probably one of the best things I ever did, really. Have you been involved in um, sort of some really critical, um, what would you call them, operations or incidents? And, um, you know, were you, were you, have you been involved in any uh, incidents which are where lives have actually been saved in the in your career? Uh, yes, I think um, uh, I was quite lucky, well, not lucky, hopefully it was because I was doing a good job. I didn't have to do a whole um, lot of rescues and never got to the point where, um, you know, I actually saved someone's life who, you know, probably about been there, um, they might not be here. But um, I've had quite a few rescues along the years of, you know, people who just get into trouble, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you get out and perform the rescue and get them back to shore and then kind of you and the other lifeguards you know, if they need an ambulance or whatever, um, call the ambulance and you look after them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, not, nothing crazy, if I'm honest. Um, That's a good been, thing, um, I suppose. <laughs> we've had some good rescues while I've been a supervisor, where obviously the lifeguards have done it all, and I've kind of gone down after it and said, well done. And, um, cool. Um, yeah. We've had a few good ones at sea pooling, where we've had kind of groups of people, um, not in the immediate area, but... Um, kind of at one of the other bays get into trouble mm-hmm. and the lifeguards have had to kind of run down uh, with one of the rescue boards and do quite a big paddle um, you know and sometimes pick up you know four, five, six people at once and get them back to shore um, well, we, we've had a few um, it's funny we, we sometimes get uh, so the lifeguards will finish at 6pm and we had one last summer where the lifeguards were kind of basically almost kind of over the top of the hill at Monthly going home Yeah, uh, had one last look at the beach and or some people in trouble oh my goodness. Oh, quite far away and had to kind of do the dash back to the lifeguard <laughs> hut and get aboard and run down the beach in their normal clothes and rescue someone. Oh, so, wow, gosh, that was fortunate. Like but, um, you know, on, on the whole, we, I think we do a pretty good job at keep pe- keeping people out of trouble in the first place. Oh, fantastic job. Yeah, yeah prevention's fan- definitely yeah. better than cure, I guess. And do you get support from the RNLI lifeboats at all? Yeah, so obviously there's a few beaches, kind of, uh, well, sharing and Cromer, where we have a lifeguard hut located pretty close to the um, lifeboat station. Yeah. So um, we try to get the lifeguards and the lifeboats to do training exercises uh, most summer together, which um, uh, there's been the odd occasion where, you know, they had to help out on the same rescue. But more than anything, it's just good, you know, to know those people in case it ever happens. What is um, sort of one key beach safety tip for for um, Norfolk summer this year? Uh, I've already said it. I'd say just go to a lifeguarded beach. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got sixteen in from Wales down to Southwold, and um, in Norfolk, we've you know we've got um, there's quite there's a big variety of beaches you can go to. So whatever you're looking for, there's probably a lifeguarded beach that has that. Um, yeah. And. If you just simply, you know, Google or go on the internet and search Norfolk lifeguarded beaches, uh, you know, you, there's enough, the RNI website has them all listed and a few details about each one. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's my single biggest piece of advice. If you go to a lifeguarded beach, then most of the kind of safety work is obviously done for you by the lifeguards. Um, yeah. And then swimming between the red and the yellow flags, you know, you're pretty much yeah. that's as safe as you can be at the beach. No, yeah, right. very great advice. Yeah. yeah, indeed. I think that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Ted. Being a podcast all about Norfolk and this season being about uh, summer in Norfolk, we wondered what your favourite things to do are when you're not busy lifeguarding. 
I quite like going to Mundley. I, I live in Norwich now, so okay. I've moved away from the coast. But I do like going back to Mundley um, and having the odd kind of quiet day on the beach and or just sometimes in the evening to go get some fish and chips and mm. sit there with friends or my partner. Um, that's probably one of the best coastal things. My partner's um, parents live in Wales, so yeah. spend quite a lot of time up there. And I actually mm. hadn't spent a whole lot of time up there, if I'm honest. Uh, and didn't realise quite how, you know, spectacular Wales Beach can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's definitely a good one to go to if you can get there when it's not too busy. Um, yeah. It's also our busiest beach. Um, and actually, something I hadn't quite realised, so places like Goulston, Goulston Beach is, um, it's a bit of a surprise, really. It's a really big open beach. Yeah. Really, the, the sand there is amazing. It's so soft. And um, it's, I don't want to say it's a hidden gem because it's obviously quite a big town, but um, I don't think many people realise quite how nice the beach is there. No, yeah, that's true. I think yeah. we tend to agree yeah. there. It's very, I think it's it's very underrated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that is um, that could be one for people to check out at some point. Oh, definitely. Uh, and there's... So I've, I've only talked about coastal things there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are a lifeguard <laughs> supervisor, so, you know. What about sort of in, you say you're, you're in Norwich now, what about in Norwich? Where do you, where are your favourite haunts, obviously when things are actually open? Uh, so I'm quite lucky. I, I live near um, Whippingham Lake. So, Fabulous. Yeah, cool. I spend quite a lot of time there. My brother's got a kind of um, stand-up paddleboard, which we sometimes take out and sometimes just go down the, the river and go for a paddle, which is always quite nice on the sunny days. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah perfect. Like a lot of people, I took up golf during kind of lockdown and <laughs> family sports. So I quite like going and playing golf with my dad at Sheringham. Oh, oh yeah, there are some amazing yeah. views from that course, aren't there? Yeah, well, I didn't realise. Yeah, looking down to towards Wayborn on a kind of sunny evening, it's mm. um, pretty good. Got a lot of good pictures on my phone of that now. Yeah, it's a fantastic, yeah, fantastic thing. And there's nothing better than being near the beach and eating fish and chips, is there? No, you can't hey. beat it. <laughs> you can't beat it, really. No, absolutely. Well, take a coat, take a coat in the evening, though, because that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the North Sea in general is a little bit chilly at the best of times. <laughs> um, thank you ever so much for your time today, Ted, and um, yeah, thank you and all of the lifeguards that will be um, looking after us on the beaches this summer. Um, we are hoping this is going to be a really good summer for Norfolk. Um, and busy, but in a really positive way after the last 12 months. Um, so, yeah, we wish you all the best and and hope it goes really well for you guys. Oh, I'm sure it will. Thanks, thanks for having me on. And, um, yeah, hope everyone stays safe this summer and can enjoy the coast. Yeah, Fabulous. brilliant. Thanks, Cheers, Ted. Ted. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bye. guys. Cheers. That was really great speaking to, speaking to Ted. Um Lots of knowledge about, um, obviously, beach safety. Yeah. And I feel um, even more happy about getting out there and enjoying <laughs> the Norfolk beaches this summer. Indeed. Yeah, really interesting. And although, um, you know, in the main part, it sounds like a fabulous summer job. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's very serious and the safety messages are very important. So, um, yeah, so thanks very yeah, much definitely. for that, Ted. Yeah. Um, the RNLI, obviously, um, uh, big focus around Norfolk because we have yeah. such an extensive coastline um it is self-described as the charity that saves lives at sea mm-hmm. yeah. they are always looking for donations uh I am sure and you can see what they do at their website rnli.org.uk 
brings this episode to a close. We'd better leave it there. Um, we hope we have um, provided some uh, interest and inspiration for um, for your Norfolk summer. As ever, we would really love to hear your feedback on this episode, um, especially if you have a favourite beach or any comments about anything that you've heard that we've discussed today. Uh, we'd love to hear your anecdotes, your memories, and uh, obviously all your suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We love hearing them, don't we? Love hearing definitely. Them. So you can contact us in the usual ways through our website, enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk, or find us um, Enjoying Norfolk on social media. Yeah, and while you're out there on the Norfolk coast, on the beaches, um, do say hello to the RNL lifeguards, and also do pop in to some of the RNL shops. Yes. They're up there. Yeah. And buy a little something yeah. to take home with you, and you've also... Helped. given a donation Absolutely. to help the RNL. Absolutely, helped a really important charity, and as I say, they do really... Um, make a difference locally as well. Um, they're a really important part of the Norfolk coastal culture, aren't they? The yeah. um, the lifeboats. So yeah, definitely. And there's a, there's lots of open days that happen as well with the lifeboats. Yeah, so you can get up stations. close to the to lifeboats. We've been up close to the Sheringham one, haven't we? And yeah, there's the one, one at the end of Cromer Pier as yeah. well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, we obviously hope you enjoy your summer safely. So um, so do um, take on board all the things that yeah. Ted was discussing. Um, more than anything else, though, we hope you have an amazing summer in Norfolk. And as ever, we will be back shortly with uh, another episode all about summary things to do here in the county. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you um, downloaded it. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, and we will speak with you again soon. Stay well. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.